It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. The Newtown Toyota. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a new way to kick off your sporting weekend. Now, now, now. Absolutely brilliant. Officially rocking Saturday mornings on 92.9 Triple M. Now, come stop. Ready, you're now. Listen versus an eagle. Would you put your hands together? Both held at bay by one of the most well-known voices in horse racing. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Xavier Ellis, Mickey Barlow and Britt Taylor. Triple M Dead Set Legends, Britt Taylor, Mickey Barlow and myself, Xavier Ellis. Good morning, Britt. Good morning, Zav. Big weekend, Western Derby weekend. The state is divided. Absolutely divided. Let's head to a fan favour of the Freo Dockers. Good morning, Mick. Morning, Zav. Morning, Britt. Derby number 52. Freo haven't won one for 10 in a row. It is time. It's time. I'm declaring them tomorrow. They win. You're declaring them winners tomorrow. They win, and we'll have Alex Pierce on later on. He he's bullish. I spoke to him yesterday. He's really bullish. He won't be playing. But there's a good feeling down at Coburn at the moment in Fremantle. We're going to break that hoodoo. Well, yeah. let's let's be honest, Mick. You're extremely biased. I'm pretty biased. <laughs> Britt, you're pretty. You're balanced. You're levelled. You're mature. You're educated, mate. Where do you see the Derby tomorrow? I've had a really good think about it all week. And I'm an Eagle supporter, but all week I've been in the corner of Frio. I think this is their chance to win the Derby. And then last night I started watching some pieces on Shannon Hernan. Yeah. I felt inspired. And if I felt inspired, the players are going to feel inspired. And I think that they can capitalise on that uh, emotion of the uh, record-breaking game for Shannon Hearn and perhaps it's the Eagles who can get up. Uh, Miss Diplomatic over there. Miss yeah. Diplomatic. Is, I see why she went so well at Miss Universe. She was up there. She was <laughs> pampering everyone and, and pleasing everyone. So you, you've said the uh, Dockers. Now you've said the Eagles. So it's a draw for Brit. No, I've, no. I've I'll settle... Eagles. Eagles. I'm with you on that one, mate. Now, Mick, we've got a big, big show this morning. You did mention we're going to speak to Alex Pearce. We're also going to speak to West Coast captain Luke Shuey. We've got some motorsports with Rusty, which we do every week. And we're also going to dabble into a little bit of horse racing. Incredible story we're going to speak about. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw during the week out at Ascot. Britt, you're all over that. And we're going to do a little bit of golf. So we've got absolutely every angle covered the Derby weekend. And it would be remiss of us not to talk about one of our fellow partners in here, Britt. Yes, absolutely. I want to hear from both of you boys, actually. From an outsider, obviously, Derby Week is the week that gets the state talking. Everyone shuts down in workplaces. You're in one corner or the other. But for you guys who have been there, played in derbies, I want to know your memories. Mickey, you'd have some fond ones. Mm, fond ones. It's usually the week leading in. And I think coronavirus, the, the shutdown, the restrictions this week's hurt a few players. So yeah. There's a few cashies that float around during the yeah. week, a few sportsmen's lunches. And been shut down this week. Mick, you won't believe my. Uh, so that what I was gonna. So I was meant to go to a wedding tonight, but then I got the dates confused because the derby originally said Saturday the first of May, but every game was scheduled for the first of May because it wasn't released yet. So then I couldn't go to the wedding. The footy's not on. So then I went to go do some cashies. Had, <laughs> had a lot of them lined up. And good morning to the ATO. Uh, and I do declare everything I make, uh, whether it's cash or not cash, everything goes through the system. And then they got cancelled. So tonight I'm sitting at home with two kids while the wife's at the wedding. So that's turned out to be a bit pear So last week it took Damien Martin's cashies. Yeah. This week it's got yours. I've been oh, locked down. Next week. Locked down, oh, no. locked down into being a dad. Oh, my God, how bad's my life going tonight? Uh, now, Mick, you won three Roscoe's. 
Three Ross Glendennings. Uh, yeah, some fond memories out there. I shared one with Dave Mundy, the talk of the town at the moment. Uh, he should have won that one. I won another one of which Chris Main was clearly the best on ground. And then the other one I won was my first ever derby, and uh, I think everyone was just caught up in the uh, Barlow hysteria. So I reckon I got, three, I got three more than I should have, I must admit. But I, no. in my time at uh, Fremantle, I, I enjoyed the derbies because I, I was the right side of the ledger in win-loss um, for most of the time. So, so, hey, only fond memories for me from derbies. Hey, Mick, did you ever get in any Barneys? I know coming from the East Coast, uh, we used to watch the derbies and go, oh, gee whiz, there was a good punch on, you know, Pav, Guardy, all that sort of stuff. Did you ever get any Barneys? No, but uh, Triple M's own rush hour, Andrew Embley, is essentially just a dirty prick, isn't he? He's just dirty. <laughs> he used to run around with elbows just kind of tucked out. Yeah. Well, not, not tucked out, in. Out. out. Clearly yeah. out. I reckon he got Clancy Pierce in a derby, um, twenty twelve or twenty eleven when when West Coast weren't going so well at that stage. And uh, Whack lived up to his yeah. name that day. Have yeah. they lost yeah. to his the nickname? Pete? His nickname, yeah, of course. Do you know what Embers' nickname is? Whack. Whack. He's just a whacker. Yeah, he's just <laughs> whacker. Um, yeah, they have lost a little bit of heat. But I played in one Brit. There was a there was a Barney. Uh, and it was Subin v Chris Maston. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And there was allegations of biting. Uh, Masto, Masto, I think Soup's jammed his peck into Masto's mouth or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Yes. That, that's the West Coast uh, viewpoint. Uh, I have a different viewpoint. But the next day at training, and not many people know this, Masto turned up to training with a shirt with a great white shark <laughs> with its mouth open like it was about to chomp someone, and they told him to take that shirt off immediately. The so, cameras cameras would have been floating around. 100%. Oh, he purposely wore it to purposely training, Purposely wore right? it, yeah. yeah, 100% purposely wore it. But this was when like, it was a, like a low-key allegation that he'd bit him, and, all and then all the momentum, up. and Masto's walking around with a great white shark <laughs> on his chest. But my favourite moment of a derby, I only played in a few, and uh, I played on Mick one day, Brett. Oh, no. And, mm. um, got this. So Mick, Mick was a star and I was the Aussie battler just trying my hardest out there. And, um, Mick and I, Mick was playing half forward. I was playing half back. Really nervous playing on Mick. I was just like, oh, he's the game winner down here. <laughs> so I locked down on him. And then at half time, we were up and about. We were giving him a bit of a pantsing. And Mick went in and, uh, started on the bench. And I was like, right, I'll, I'll put Mick away in my back pocket here for a little while. Turn around, half time. Mick Barlow, red vest. Red vest. Unheard oh, of. Subbed off at half time. Ross, the boss, is giving you the old uh, don't come Monday treatment, Mick, because um, not very often the red vest came out at half time, <laughs> and I've been red vested a lot. <laughs> it, you know, it wasn't a nice feeling, Zave. And I was looking out, and uh, I think they we activated a guy called Hayden Crozier as a half forward. Oh, yeah. I think you just had a field day, and uh, you walked off bruise free, Zave. But no, that's a memory I tried to put in the back pocket and forget about Brits. So, um, uh, I'm just happy the sub vest is no longer in that in that form for players to actually get publicly humiliated. As like a good mate of Mick, though, I did text him after and say, "Hey, mate, hope you're okay." Thinking he'd oh. been injured, thinking he'd injured himself. Turns out he was just no good. I wasn't okay. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't okay at all. I was emotionally heartbroken and uh, devastated. Visit the brand new Newtown Toyota. Let our family look after yours. Where the Eagles, the West Coast Eagles, and we're here. Good morning to a good friend of mine who unfortunately is not playing tomorrow, but got an important role this morning in match committee. Good morning, Luke Shuey. Good morning, Xavier. How are you guys? Now, mate, you do, so you're obviously not playing. You've had the hamstring injury. We've all read about that well documented, but you are starting to do a little bit of coaching and you've got a meeting this morning that you dive into. I sit in there, mate. I I give um, absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'll sit in there and uh, see if I can learn a little bit. But 
Uh, my magnet's still not up for selection, mate, so I'm uh, dragging the bottom with Randy. Are you enjoying sort of being a part and, and overseeing that coaching side of things at the moment? Yeah, it has been really interesting. It, it, it really is a side you, you never get to see as a player. So to be able to get this experience, um, you know, a real silver lining um, with the injury. And um, But, yeah, certainly much prefer to be playing, but um, enjoying what I'm, what I'm doing and um, certainly learning a, a little bit along the way. And Boots, where are the magnets flying? A 97-point loss last week. So those magnets must be just going left, right, up, down. What can we expect to see? Derby 52, changes. Let us behind the curtain, please. They're going everywhere, Mick. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> now nah, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a little bit going on, but um, obviously we've had a, a few injuries. Um, big gov sore, so um, a few young guys get their opportunity. I'm not exactly sure what the final team is. Maybe I'll uh, go in and have a bit of input on that. And we'll ring you back in 20 minutes yeah, we'll once you've done the meeting, mate. You tell us everything. Um, yeah, I, I think Harry Edwards probably going to get an opportunity, which is exciting. Um, tell us about guys, Harry so. Edwards, please. Mate, he's good. He's a really good young player. Um, obviously, key back in our side. Uh, he's a tough one to crack with um, McGovern and, and Barras both playing really good footy at this time of their career. But um, Harry got his opportunity last year, unfortunately, was concussed about five minutes into his debut game. So. That's right. Um, a lot of people haven't seen a lot of him, but really good player, plays with real aggression. Um, and I, you know, when he was drafted, he was 100. And, I reckon he was 187 centimeters when he was drafted, yeah. or about 12 months before he was drafted. And by the time he was drafted, he'd shot up to about 200. So Jesus, what a growth spurt! Yeah, he went from being a tall, rangy winger to a, a um, key position back within 12 months. So, oh. and he's adapted really well. So, um, really interesting story, but yeah, good young talent. You mentioned Barras there. We've heard all week that it'll be a very last-minute call. Do we know anything just moments away from going into the meeting? Well, the boys were trying this morning, so uh, I reckon they'll put him through the old um, bump bag test. (laughs) (laughs) Simo might run through him when he's not looking and um, (laughs) test him out. But, yeah, fingers crossed he can get up. He's uh, obviously with Gov missing. He's going to be a really important um, player for us if he can get up. Now, last night, guys, I was wandering the streets of Florida and accidentally found myself to Luke's house. Now, Luke, your <laughs> wife had had a bottle of wine when I was there. Watched your compass. Uh, how, how was last night, and did Dan get to bed safely? Um, well, she she got to sleep safely. She didn't quite make it to the bed. <laughs> uh, now, nah, still still breastfeeding the six month old mate. Yes. So she had a had a two or three and and capped it there, but. That was enough to um, get her cracking some uh, some inappropriate gags as she does after a few. Oh, mate, there's no more inappropriate person than anyone I've ever met. <laughs> as you uh, as you found out last night, but yeah, no, she let the hair down a little bit. But uh, I had to duck off early this morning. That was that was tough for her to get up and, and take over. But you're living, you learn, don't you? Now, I've got a little mission for you this morning, Luke, uh, with Tom Barras. So you say you want to go in the coaching world. Now, this is what you do. An injured player testing themselves the day before the game. You've got to go over with that bump bag. You've got to throw the ball left, right, get him doing the agility, and then really rack him around the ribs and knees and everything to make sure he's okay. So that's your mission today. And if it, from my point of view, a Fremantle man's point of view, just go fairly hard on him because I don't want him out there tomorrow, okay? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I don't think it matters what state he's in. I think I'll still come off second best. He's a big man. <laughs> yeah. so, I'll see how I go, mate. I can't promise anything. <laughs> All right, mate. We'll let you get into that meeting. Really appreciate you jumping on the Dead Set Legends. Ooh, Frio way to go. And we've got one of their stars, one of their injured stars, Zave and Britt. But two weeks away, Alex Pierce, thanks for joining the Dead Set Legends. Is it two weeks for you, my man? 
Thanks for having me, guys. Um, yes, all things going well. Uh, I should be playing some, yeah, playing some footy in a couple of weeks' time. Where that is, probably going to be with the Peel Thunder at the moment. But, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Well, with how well Fremantle are going, we'll get you back to Peel Thunder for a few weeks, prove your form and get you back in the ones, Alex. But quickly before I hand over to the team, you found love. Unbelievable, David. Oh, he's go. found love. He's got a girlfriend. <laughs> And he's uh, it, it, he will get back now and have no issues. But I just want to know how you found love wearing those career saver footy boots, mate. <laughs> oh, gee, I did wonder when I messaged you before asking what you've got for me today, and you just gave me absolutely donuts that there might be something like this. You knew there'd up. have to be something, and Zave, you'll be disappointed because off air you just said he's a good-looking rooster. Well, I, said, I said you're a top five in the league, good-looking. So you're all, you're sewn up, are you, mate? Oh. I am. I am. I've been off the mug for a couple of months now and, yeah, it hasn't helped my footy yet, but I'm hoping that maybe when I return to the park it might have a little influence. Oh, let's hope maybe. so. Uh, how are the boys tracking ahead of tomorrow? Yeah, really good. Um, we're obviously in some pretty good form at the moment and um, now having a few games um, at home in Perth is exciting and I think now that the restrictions have been lifted a little bit, um, there'll be some fans in the crowd, all bad, hostile. But, um, yeah, we love a derby and it's obviously been a while since we've won one. So I think the boys are really excited to, yeah, to get that first win in a while. Mate, you've had a, uh, a wretched run with injuries and I was going to ask how you're coping, but by the sounds of things, you've been preoccupied the last couple of months. But, <laughs> mate, uh, as someone myself, who obviously I spent years in rehab and it's a dark, dark place. How are you coping with another sitting rehab? You've had an absolute wretched run. Um, what, what are you doing? Anything different? How are you trying to keep yourself um, up and about and looking forward to playing football still? Uh, yeah, it has been has been pretty tough, especially, I guess, first game back in such a long time and it was such a such a big high and a big moment having that, that return game and had family at the game and it was a, a reason to build up for myself and then to have it, yeah, second quarter all come crashing down. Um, yeah. And it hasn't been, hasn't been easy and just, yeah, cause a couple of you know what it's like to be in long-term rehab and that sort of the daily grind and having to work your way back up and start from start from scratch. It's, it is never easy, but it's, seeing the boys um, do so well and have, getting a few wins does help things, although it makes that jealousy um, a little bit more a bit stronger. Um, I'm trying to stay busy off the field. Obviously, you touched on one aspect of my life, but <laughs> I'm busy with study, study at the moment as well, which um, takes my mind off off things. So, trying to get out of that football bubble um, is something that yeah, I've certainly found, I guess, later in my career that I'm just yeah. If I just bombard myself with football, football and watching it, then I just get too jealous and yeah, yeah, like the game too much. And uh, four and two, Alex, and hopefully five and two after the derby tomorrow and, and nicely established in, in that top eight. We, are we talking finals uh, down at the Coburn training base just yet? Uh, well, we're not talking it, but that's where we want to be. Yeah, perfect. Where we always wanted to be. And um, yeah, it is a good start, but that's good start doesn't mean much if you lose a few. So uh, it's exciting for me to, to be able to, I guess, hopefully come back into a team that's successful and really earn my way back in. Um, yeah, I've got no problem with having to go back to Peel and fight to get my spot. I think that's the sign of a, a good team. We've got a few guys hopefully to, to come back in or to at least fight for selection um, coming up soon. 
And question one, Brennan Cox, is he playing tomorrow? And question two, are we expecting to see Brennan Cox in a Brent Guerra, David Hale type hair plug? Oh, he's plugged um, it, has he? Yeah, has he he's going to plug the, it soon. The, the question, one, question one, then question two, please, Alex. <laughs> uh, I don't know, actually. It's a chance. He ran a training the other day. He says he's going all right, but if you know Brennan, you never know. You never can trust him. But I, uh, I don't know. The plug, not yet. He's get the um, he has had the treatment, and he's got the the hair is regrowing. So there won't be a, a rug, but hopefully oh. in a couple of weeks you might see a little bit of growth spouting from the front of his head. There Watch we your go. Space. There we go. Yeah, Watch that's space. news. That's news, everyone. Britt, did you know? I heard on the radio last night. Brendan Goddard got $40,000 to have the plugs put in. Really? $40,000. $40,000? Cox might be onto something here. Mm. Piercy, mate, good luck. We're going to have to let you go. All the best to you on your, your comeback from another injury. We look forward to seeing you hold down that position in defence that we've known and loved for a long, long time. And I'm only joking about good luck, mate. I wish you nothing but good luck tomorrow. Go the mighty Eagles. And uh, good luck ah. with rehab, mate. Uh, have go a good well, one. Nah, thanks a lot, guys. Go the Dockers. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. The Newtown Toyota. Last night, it was the champ v. the challenger. What did you make of the game, Mick, last night? Mm, yeah, well, hey, summed it up brilliantly. Champ versus the challenger, and the challenger looked all over a winner by half time. Mm. But the Tigers just hang in. They hang in, and their game style, it, it just turns. Tom Lynch in front of goal. Oh, no, he was incredible he went, last night. It, it, could, yeah, unbelievable. We went to the went to the break, one goal five, and then came out and just uh, answered all the critics and kicked straight. And uh, I think we were all questioning the Tigers last night, but they showed exactly why they are the champs, Dave. Eh? I was about to tweet last night, stick a fork in Richmond. They are done at <laughs> halftime. They just did not look anywhere near the team mm. they were in the past. It just shows that once the whole team buys in on something, and Basher Hooley said after the game, it's not the players, it's the actual system. And what they produced last night, the Western Bulldogs, got absolutely smacked in that third quarter. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like The ball didn't even go past halfway. And, Britt, you said something this morning. Did you see Luke Beveridge's press conference? Well, he was obviously not too happy with the team's performance. He went into the press a little bit frosty in reception. But have a listen to this and how he feeds it to this journalist. Did you hear my press conference the other day? <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, can you guys just listen to press conferences so you don't keep asking the same questions? Because I've, I've, I've answered this question... I know it seems like I'm getting defensive, but when you answer the same question every time I'm in a room with you guys, I mean, you've got, you got, you got to imagine that it, it gets frustrating because you guys don't do your research. You don't, you don't look at what's happening. I mean, and you end up, everyone's tapping the same brush because you, you, you answer a question that is rhetorical. You should know the answer to well, I mean, doesn't things things change after a game, though? Like, you know, in but, terms but of, does that if, change? If anything? he has never been in an emergency and he's named emergency, do you reckon he's a bit closer to senior selection than he was? What do you make mm. of that, Mick? Brick, mm. Prickly, we don't usually see Luke Beveridge as prickly. Well, I, what I make of it is uh, Luke Beveridge only lost one game. Come on, chill out. <laughs> chill out, champion. But in, in all seriousness, the, the, he had the journalist done to, done to bits, didn't he? Because yeah. he said, have you looked at the emergencies? No. no, so that that that's poor because they love to dine out. What, what what's the stat? I don't know the stat, but it's like one journalist to like point five of a footballer or something around yeah. Australia. So, um, well done, Luke Beveridge, protecting his player. And Jamari Eagle Hagen will bounce onto the scene very very soon. Shaki was poor. Would have it been the difference? 
who knows, but that, round seven, they need that now rather than later on down the track. Now, Britt, that was a press conference where uh, the person interviewing gets a little bit prickly. You do interviews eight or nine or ten a weekend after <laughs> a race and, then, you know, bits in between. Have you ever ran into the sharp end of the sword? Uh, not too bad. There are a couple that uh, just refuse to flat bank talk, especially right. pre-race. You try and get them for a quick word as they're ducking are out. Are they the rude or shy? A bit of both. Some of them superstitious. Okay. Think you're mm. going to put the mock on them. Well, there you go. I thought that was a bit strange, but I did think it was a smart-ass question. Uh, you obviously, Shaki came in, played ordinary. Jamar is the number one draft pick sitting in the wings. Yeah. I thought it was a bit of a smart act. Hey, Zave, there was a bit of uh, Ross Lyon, Shane McGuinness, 2013, about that down at Geelong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For those that don't remember, the question was regarding Ryan Crowley, and, and Ross Lyon just eyed this journalist off, Shane McGuinness, who will go down in folklore and just said, you're quite brilliant, Shane, didn't you? So, yeah. <laughs> eight, eight years on, we've got another contender. Britt, are you a fan of mullets? No. No, Mick, now you did suggest that you've been mm. watching the golf. Now get us up to date with what's happening. I watch a bit of golf and I can't grow a mullet. Zave, you'd look good with a mullet. Uh, yeah, I'm no one looks mullets, good with a mullet. We'll Cam Smith and, and Mark Leishman, they had a really good week and, and they had a win. But um, Cam Smith's running this mullet at the moment, the golf mullet, just letting it flow and... Uh, I think his wife's getting a little bit uh, distracted and a bit disappointed in him. We've got some audio just to back us up here. I don't know. I, t- I told the missus that I'd cut it if I won, but um, I don't know. It's It's been, I mean, everyone loves it. Uh, I've got a lot of attention, I guess, a lot of support um, out in the golf course with it. So uh, I don't know. It might hang around for longer than I anticipated, but um, I don't know. I think it's a good thing. It's just something different. Um, everyone has a laugh. I know Leash has a laugh at it and he picks on me sometimes about it, but uh, no, it's good. I love it. Spoken like a true Queensland Queenslander there, uh, Cameron Smith. So he's got the mullet, the missus wants it off, he's won. Now I want to open up the lines, one triple three five three. We're going to give away a merch pack or whatever's out the yeah, back Yeah, merch pack, mate, it all goes yeah. in. You've got the lot there, jumpers, you name it, it Beautiful. all goes in this merch pack. Beautiful. One, triple, three, five, three. Now, I want to throw it open. What do you do for your partner that you don't want to do? Now, I'll kick it off. Yeah. I'm very simple. This is a very simple one. Actually, on reflection, I'm quite lucky. Quite lucky. Riley, the only thing Riley makes me do is lock the front door. Is that it? Um, what? That's all she makes me do, but I don't... It's, it's that Sorry, it's like when you go to bed or permanently no, or... No, like when I leave for, like, on a extended holiday, three or four weeks, you right. lock the, make sure the, lock, the front door's locked. As, as a country like boy, that's always hard. Well, we yeah. never locked the doors, Britt, because we <laughs> no. had the giant wood box next to the front door, which yep. you could just walk through. We couldn't lock the wood box, and we thought, bugger it, what's the point of locking the house? Lived in Queensland on the Gold Coast there for two years yeah. uh, with Ryan Davis, former West Coast Swan District Gold Coast yep. player, living up there on the Gold Coast. Great person to live with. We did not have a house key between us for two years. <laughs> How did <laughs> for you not two get two years, wrong? <laughs> <laughs> hey, is there anything you, you're forced to do? Oh, I have to give up the TV. Yes. Yes. Uh, mm. The Call of Duty has really made a real resurgence. Uh, a, cod, a bit of COD a bit action. Of cod, yeah. And uh, so the, it, it's basically, I know, uh, uh, Chris is on, uh, I'm I'm off the TV. And last right. night I heard all of a sudden he was setting up a new PlayStation 5. I hear bang crash. I go, what did you just break? <laughs> Nothing. No. And I go downstairs and I look and it's the one and only trophy I've won in my life. <laughs> what was it? On the ground. You told me it wasn't a participation trophy. No, it was like a media award, which is probably my fault for having it on display in my lounge room. Anyway, it's a bit of a stupid cool. thing. To do. I'm waiting for Kate to call in because uh, your partner, there'd be yeah. a list as long as my arm of the things he's been forced to do at the moment. But one, triple, three, five, three. What are the things you're forced to do with your partner? Of course, we do have a merch pack available. Call of Duty is a two player game, Brett. 
Oh, you could no. Put, you could saddle up, put the headphones on Mickey, and get in there. I asked during the week, I actually said, I said, does this go split screen? And he goes, yeah. no, it doesn't. And I Googled it to make sure that that was verified. And so I said, just give me one game. He goes, no. One game. So I got one game this week. Shooting. It's been fun. I, so Call of Duty, I call it COD. I've never played it in my entire life. I don't even know what they do, but I pretend like I'm part of the youthfulness of the society these days. Oh, yeah, COD online. Yeah, I do that. Hey, Britt, what's your take on the mullet of oh, Cam no. Smith and mullets in general? I just don't like mullets. Uh, and, and every second AFL player these days, you switch on the TV and it, it's like it's a prerequisite to play at the moment. We've got Peter from Byford, one triple three five three. Peter, what does your partner make you do that you begrudge? Morning, legends. Um, she has a bad habit. She's pregnant at the present moment. Congratulations. Mm. Thank you very much. And um, she has a bad habit when we go and get something while we're on the road, like take away and we'll get chips. <laughs> she has a bad habit of taking chips and I just don't want to share them with her. It's something so simple. And I know I know how this all transpires. I think this is just a women thing. I, I'm not, I didn't want to say it in the world we live in these days. I didn't want to go there, but I felt like it could yeah. possibly be that Does angle. the conversation go yeah. something like this? Hey, babe, do you want me to grab you a chip? No, 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 I don't want any. And all of a sudden you get them and she wants them. That's exactly right. And then by the time I get to them, there's either three or four left or none at all. Yeah, mate, I agree wholeheartedly. My theory is if you only want two chips, that's fine. I'll order you large chips on the side, and you can make your way through them if you want, or you can leave them for later. But what I've ordered is exactly what my stomach feels like, and I know the exact measurements of what I'm getting, and minus what you're taking is going to leave me hungry. That's exactly right, and that's the hardest part about it, because I also ask you, do you want me to get your small chips? Do you want me to get this? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm all right. And then we'll get halfway down the road. Oh, no, I should have got it. And then half might have gone. And you sound like you're on the road, road Peter. Where are you heading? Are you going to pick up some chips? No, no I'm, I wish. No, I've been at work since 6 o'clock this morning. So. Uh, beautiful. Uh, Pete, you into <laughs> the footy at all? I love the footy. Uh, the Derby, of course, Derby weekend. There's two Eagles in here and a Freo docker. Who, who are you supporting and where are you seeing on, it going? Pete. Come on. As much as I'm from Freo Way, I'm actually a West Coast supporter and always have been. So, Pete, how's yes. the Triple M merch pack sound for you, mate? We'll, we'll organise oh, something for you and we'll get that out to you because you are, of course, a West Coast man. I hope that sounds awesome. Takes all your chips. Well, <laughs> <laughs> considering it's his birthday, that sounds awesome. Oh, happy, hey, birthday. happy birthday. Mate, Thanks, happy birthday as well. Thank you very much. And then, sorry, last one for uh, We'll let you go. So you got your pregnant partner. Your first child, second child, and then tenth. What are you up to? <laughs> My first one with her, and it's my fourth. Ah, good on you, mate. How exciting for you. Good luck to you and your partner along the way. No, I appreciate it. Thanks very much, guys. See if you can save $500 off a solar power system. Head to solarheart.com.au. Wowee, $1,000 up for grabs. We're into the four-figure mark now. We've got Kieran from Willerton. Kieran, good morning. Morning, guys. How are we? Now, Kieran, you're from Willerton. Do you have any association with the Willerton Blues Football Club? I uh, I do actually. Yeah. Do you? Been, Who have they got today? Since, um... Ooh, good question. <laughs> uh, amateur wise, no, I've got no affiliation with them. No. But I was a um, I was a junior there for a long time. Ah, oh, beautiful. Now, Mick, Mickey, the master, of course, is the quiz. Thousand dollars, five questions. Mick, which you. A lot of people on Radio Brit, they don't do the work, so the people the get given five questions. Mm-hmm. Again, I just read these out, Mick. No, I'll do the questions myself. No, he researches them, spends all week on this. 
And I'm busy, I'm busy, but I can have time to get Mickey the Master up and running. Kieran, so five questions. You can refer to Xavier or Brittany as Mickey. Well, Mickey's I'm mate. just waiting for a mate. Mm-hmm. And you will hear that if you do refer to a mate. So are you ready to go, Kieran? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Good to go. Okay, question one. Who is the highest rated female jockey in the WA Jockey Championship at the moment? WA Jockey Championship. Okay, as you plug it into Google, okay. Yeah. Uh, that five. would be Lucy Warwick. Oh, oh, hang on. Oh, geez, oh, hang on. We've got a bit of time to fill here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, remembering you can use Mickey's mate. Well, I'm just waiting for a mate. You've yeah, no, that's with... fine. I'm, lock, I'm happy to lock in Lucy Warwick. Lucy Warwick. <laughs> okay, Kiz, you're confident. I like your confidence. Uh, you Nikki, like the mate, you've bypassed Britt, who's the mm. queen of the turf over here in uh, WA. Britt looks a bit, a bit dejected. Is that true, Britt? Mm. Well, just read. What's the question? Highest rated. The... Yeah, so who is leading? Who's who is leading, leading the jockey yeah, the championship female. at the moment? Yeah. Female. You've gone Lucy Warwick. Mick, who's mm. the answer? No, nah, it's Kyrie, Kyrie Yule. It's Kyrie Yule. So if if you really, uh, 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 Brittany, have I got have I got this correct? I don't I'm pretty know. confident on this. Mick, you've she's had one th- job. <laughs> no, she's coming third overall. Oh, she's third overall, so she has to yeah. be the highest. Yeah, rating. for this season. Yeah. This season, hmm. she's third uh, overall. Interesting. Hey, good. Uh, good <laughs> there you question. go, Slick Mick. Good question. <laughs> good good, good warm-up question. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm a bit uh, bamboozled here. What's going on? I think. Hey, we I think we need to check those ratings. Oh, hang on. Bro. Oh. Sorry. Like, this is getting out of hand, Mick. I'm, so we're we're getting away. Trying to buy $1,000 here now, Mick. Oh. But, Mick, Mick, are we yes, doing Kira? Metro or are we doing the whole the whole WA? Because uh, if it's Metro, Lucy has to be in front. Well, hey, it's WA. Kieran, Kieran, we're going with WA. That's, um, that's, that's insane. <laughs> Kieran, tell me. <laughs> now, Kieran, so you follow the races? Yes, I do. And you're, and you're pretty confident in your answer? Now, Brittany, can you come in? I'm going to refer to Brittany here and uh, ask for just, for just some sage Brit's advice. Brittany's on the Googles here. Well, yeah. I'm just trying to get on Racing Australia and work out where we're at well, with this metro, well, on, all of WA. I've been on and... Uh, no, I trust you, Mick. I'm sorry. I trust Hill you, Mick. coming third. Yeah, so... And if I'm if, if we go to the the researchers and, and come back that this isn't correct here, and we will you will be first in line next week. Yeah, Kira Yule's coming third. Kira mm. Yule's coming third. So I am seeing that right now. Chris Parnham, Willie Pike, Kira Yule. Yeah, so hey, Kieran, I love your enthusiasm we'll and your tenacity song. at me. Let's get out of here. Let's get a song. I don't trust. We'll I'm not going to let Kieran, Kieran line, fall eh? like this because Mick, you've absolutely <laughs> cocked this up something massive, and we're going to have <laughs> to go to a song, and we'll come back and sort this out. Mickey, the master, who's running an absolute shocking <laughs> quiz at the moment, if I do say so the, myself. The best thing is you set this up, Zabe, where you said most people just get handed the questions. Oh, Mickey's oh, no. doing it all himself. <laughs> Yeah. The, the, the leechy's looking at me going, next week we're going to hand in the questions. Now, <laughs> let's set this up. Kieran, are you still with us there, mate? Yeah, still here. All right, kids. Now, mix us the question. Now, I've got the audio. We've cut the audio during that song. Mm. Now, we're just going to sit back. Now, listen to the question. We cut it from the last break. Who is the highest rated female jockey in the WA Jockey Championship at the moment? So there's no un- there's no uncertainty around what the question was. The highest rating jockey in the WA Premiership as, as a female. Mm. Now, Kieran, your answer was Lucy Warwick. Lucy Warwick. Now, Mick. Now, unfortunately, Kieran, uh, you had me a bit nervous there. But in WA at the moment, Kyrie Yule 
is the highest-ranking uh, female jockey. Yes, Lucy Warwick is going well in the Metropolitan Circuits, but yep. it does pay to listen to the question, Kieran. Oh, we have to give you farewell. Sorry, sorry, Hang Jim. on. I'm, I'm going to have to pipe up again here. I'm okay. going to have to. Protest. Right? I'm protest. Com- I'm competitive. Yeah, it it sounds like, sorry, it does it sound that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Kira, Kira rides a lot at these provincial and country tracks, right? Yep. So she's going to win a lot of those lower class, easier races to win. Yes. Lucy rides majority of the time at Metro. Yep, of course. Mm. Wouldn't wouldn't it ratings wise? Wouldn't Lucy still oh, rate better? Because the question said ratings. It didn't say how many, who's had the Rated. most winners. We are looking at the jockey premiership and, uh, yeah, well, it's WA, because, it's WA you, wide. Yeah, so if you were to compare. I know what you're saying, a, a, a maiden at Bunbury via a winner Waffles. in Ascot, yeah. Mm. Yes. I know what you're yeah, saying. So, I'm, I'm more quantity over quality type of operator here, just, to be well, honest. See, that wasn't the question. <laughs> just give him the hardest second question. <laughs> oh, all right, now, we need an adjudicator here, Britt. Is the question a little bit too ambiguous that we, we don't know where we're going? Mm. I understand that Mick's saying, you know, the jockey champ, jockey premiership, and Kira Yule is sitting third overall. Yes. So mm. that would be WA third. But there's no, such thing as a, there's no such thing as a ratings for jockeys. Last time I checked, eighth was lower than third. Wait, right, <laughs> that would be a ranking. R- it would be a ranking. All right, we're going around in circles here. I'm going to make a, a decision and exactly. say we're going to cancel the question. We're going to cancel the question, Mick. It's a little bit too ambiguous. Protest has been upheld. Upheld? A protest upheld. (laughs) I I understand what you're saying. I don't. She's third, but I don't know what you didn't say. Premiership. I don't. don't, Yeah. Anyway, Mick. Hey, let's move to the next question. Next question. Congratulations. You and I have beef, and we are going to take it on in the next four questions. uh, Kieran, in in racing terms, you're 100 to 1 to win this quiz (laughs) from here. Uh, I'm just going to adjust the next question. Hey, Kieran, next question is multiple choice. Who do you go for in the AFL, mate? West Coast. Wrong answer. You are real. (laughs) Anyway, um, multiple choice. Behind Matthew Pavlich, who has kicked the most goals for Fremantle? Multiple choice. Is it A, Nat 5? B, Michael Walters, or C, Hayden Ballantyne? It's a good question. It is a good question, Kieran. That's why Five, I put it in there. Four, three, two, one. Multiple Hayden choice. Ballantyne. Oh, Kieran. Oh, Kieran, 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 Kieran. Oh, we could have solved all of this by just coming <laughs> to the next question. He's going from two now, Kieran. So oh, my goodness, mate. He's one on principle. Uh, Kizza, mate, thanks very much for listening. We'll send you a Triple M merch pack, and I promise well done, you that Kieran. we'll proofread these questions from Mick. But I don't expect anything less from a Fremantle supporter, mate. All the best. Have a good weekend. And what be jackpot next week, Mick? Oh, yeah, 1,200 next week. 1,200. This motorsport update is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Time to talk some motorsport. Greg Russ from Rusty's Garage Podcast joins us from Sydney Motorsports Park, where the TCR Series is racing this weekend. Good morning, Rusty. Britt, Michael, Zave, good morning. How are you all? Uh, It's nice here at the moment. Talk of a little bit of rain, see what happens there. Midpoint of this TCR Championship, they're all trying to chase Chas Mostert in the Audi and this weekend separately they are awarding the Australian Drivers Championship which is very special in our sport a trophy that's been around the gold star since 1957. 
Hey, Rusty, is Dan Ricardo serious about staging two F1 races in Melbourne this November? Yeah, this is an interesting one. I, I can't see it happening. Um, the Australian Grand Prix Corporation, I think, thought about it for a nanosecond. Could they run the second race meeting the week after in the reverse direction? They can't do that. Uh, obviously, this is a talking point because Canada was cancelled this week. It's going to be replaced by Turkey. Um, the Australian Grand Prix comes after Brazil, so naturally some worries there about the sad things that are happening with COVID in that part of the world. I think let's just, after missing out on the Australian Grand Prix last year, just get a really good one over the line. It's at a point in the season which could be a title decider and a lot of very good people working away there in Melbourne to make it a butte event. Rusty, one of the big supporters of supercars reckons the introduction of the new generation race car should be delayed. Should they stick with 2022? This has been mooted or talked about on a podcast with the 2017 Bathurst winner David Reynolds and Michael Caruso. Um, Telco owner uh, Peter Adderton has made the suggestion that lots of big companies over time have delayed the launch of significant products, mobile phones, whatever it might be, if you're not going to get it right. It's best to wait to get it right. Now, the counter-argument from Jamie Wincup is that this new generation car will be ready to hit the track uh, early next year. We, we, The last time we brought a new car into the sport, there was significant amounts of testing happening about now. You could see the car. You could you know, understand what it, uh, it looked like. We don't know a huge amount about it presently. So um, there's, there's worse decisions that, that could be made. Maybe it is better to just stop delay the introduction of the new car, get it right. The current Commodore and Mustang are, are, are working fine. Last one from us, Rusty, and it's getting madder and madder. Last week we spoke about Russell Ingle having another crack at Bathurst. Now there's a push for Greg Murphy to make a comeback. So imagine if Bathurst this year had a couple of legends. We don't know if this is going to happen yet, but this story's been floating around during the week, also mooted by Peter Adderton. It involves the four-time Bathurst winner, Greg Murphy, who's currently based in New Zealand. I'm not sure if he wants to come out of kind of semi-retirement and actually do this who knows Um, but the idea is that Murph comes and plays like Russell Ingle in the Bathurst 1000 this year and he could be joined by Richie Stanaway who's a guy with a huge amount of talent won the Sandown 500 but then kind of was jaded and left the sport in the last couple of years He he deserves a chance I would love to see him back behind the wheel so what a story that would be don't know if it's got significant legs uh, but be very cool if Murph uh, got back behind the wheel of a supercar again. Thanks, Rusty, mate. Enjoy your weekend in Sydney. Look forward to catching up next week. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. <laughs> Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. The horses are on the track. This is Brit's Best. Now, Brit's Best, this is a segment we throw over to you, Brit. You know all your racing better than anybody, not only in Perth, not only in WA, not only in Australia, I'm talking the world. You're the world's leading. Tips are amongst us. You're the host. We see you every Saturday, every Wednesday. You give us a winner. Now, the last two weeks you've gone with Black Shadow, who came uh, second mm-hmm. each way, mm-hmm. $3 a place. It still hurts me so much. I know. Much. It, hurt, it hurts it's our another listeners. Another centimetre, and he wins. Like, I know. Mm. It hurts our listeners. And you went War God last week at $15 each way again and mm. finished fourth. So, mate, you are right around the areas we need to be. Over to you. Where are we going? What's the racing doing around Australia today? It's a big day uh, over in Adelaide, Adelaide. actually. So it's Group right. 1 racing at Morfittville. We have the Tab Classic, the Australasian Oaks. I must say that well, they're both Group 1s. I don't do a lot of the Adelaide form, but given that William Pike is riding there today, Ooh. I think he has eight of nine rides. So I always turn my attention a little bit closer yeah. uh, to there. It's not my best of the day, but it's getting a little bit shorter now. But the one that he's on uh, is Pandemic. 
James Cummings. Yeah, I know. And I thought that is the omen bet. So if you like an omen bet, there's your bet today because I think there's enough speed in the race that it's a get back horse. It's been a little bit unlucky, but uh, I think Pikey's the man to has sort he of ridden, weave the passage. Has he ridden much for Cummings? Over in Melbourne, I think. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Yeah, right. Um, That's a good little connection to have. You really get on that is. gravy train. Absolutely. But uh, Ascot locally, where uh, really I, l- I like to do most of the work. We've been going for sort of some big value ones. We're going to trim yep. it up a little bit today. Oh, it up. Yeah, we're going to try and get a kill. Short back and Here sides, no mullets. We're with Watch Me Dance <laughs> Watch. Uh, horse on the seven day backup. I was just so taken. When if you if you get a chance to watch a horse in the yard during our coverage today, have a look at this filly because when she walked in last week, I just thought you just look. Hot. On song, ready to rock and roll. That was a listed race. She drops back into a ratings race okay. today, and I think it's uh, her race. So I thought she would have danced in. Yeah, oh, she, oh, just she about would have just, just strutted and just... Uh, She's a very just relaxed commodity in the yard. She doesn't really get up on her toes and dance. She's just free striding. She looks beautiful. Now, what race number would that be? That's race six, number three. Race six, number three, watch me dance. And if you're sitting at Adelaide watching, head towards the pandemic, which yep. we've all just come out of lockdown. You wouldn't believe last night I tried to go to five different bars and they're all closed or capped at 20. I couldn't get in. So let's get out of this pandemic and lockdown. <laughs> Have you so not can... been listening to the uh, conferences? What, did you think that will be open? Open oh. slather? <laughs> he's, actually... he's a glass half full <laughs> operator. I actually day, thought right? I'd squeeze in. I went to the Florian Bowls, the Fenway, Subi Hotel. <laughs> bar, Do you, don't you know Florian who I Hotel, am? And could not get in anywhere VIP. last night. So I do feel sorry for those businesses, but goodness me, I was thirsty last night. (laughs) All right, before we do wrap, mate, Derby, uh, Mick, we'll start with you, the Ross Glendening three-timer. What's your tip and who's for the Roscoe? Hey, Frio by eight points. Ross Glendening, Matt Taberner is going to kick four goals and Ross bring go. Ross Glendening and Ben Allen medal. We like to include the Fremantle mm-hmm. side oh, the of things Hawthorne nowadays. Player, of course, yeah, <laughs> uh, Benny Allen. Now, uh, Britt, over to you. Eagles and Oscar Allen. Eagles and Oscar Allen. Oscar Allen's a bit of the boom kid around town mm-hmm. at the moment. I've made a little um, a bet that he wouldn't kick 40 goals this year, so I'm in a fair bit of strife <laughs> there. For me, I'm going West Coast, 24 points. And the man who bought the 2018 Grand Final home to West Coast, Dom Sheed, Calgary is going boy. to be the King of Cal, is going to be the Ross Glendening Allen medalist. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. The Newtown Toyota.